So it's very much bespoke medicine because we're responding on what they're saying to us. We spend longer with them so that we can find out more. We can ask them the questions and we follow up. You know, we follow up specifically with that client. How is it working? Is it working for you? And that's what this bespoke medicine is all about, is making sure we respond to the needs of the client. And magnolia is one of those herbs um, that we have a herbal highlight for, but is a great bespoke medicine. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello and welcome again to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. We are so lucky to have with us again today, Christine Thomas, the researcher from the Herbal Extract Company of Australia, based in Sydney. And um, the Herbal Extract Company has been around for, I can't remember what we decided, that's in another podcast, a long time now. And um, it's a family-run herbal company and we've been talking about their herbal highlights so you've probably seen some of the other herbal highlights we've been talking about if you're a member of the public again i just need to say this is general information only and please make sure that you have a naturopath or herbalist in your area that is supporting you with your health so today and we're going to talk about magnolia so another beautiful flower so uh, Christine's chosen some of the most beautiful ones to talk about to start our herbal journey together. And magnolia is the most stunning flower. And tell us what you found out about magnolia, Christine. Yes, well, um, this is one of the ones I have done a monograph on. It's a relatively new um, product for us. So, um, but as I've said in the other podcasts, I haven't written all the monographs yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've done quite a number, maybe a hundred, but we have a lot products. So I'm slowly making my way through. So the monographs are the plant biography, very yep. much longer story about the the herb. Um, whereas the highlights are just trying to isolate um, interesting information that's relevant, current, something a bit different. Um, so why don't I start? I, I can show you. So. Um, so obviously, so magnolia, we do often think of the beautiful, the most famous magnolia, which is the striking magnolia grandiflora, yeah. which is the one you see flowering everywhere at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it's a very popular ornamental tree. Um, that's actually used in Mexican traditional medicine. Oh. Um, but... Uh, this the herb I'm talking about now, magnolia officinalis, is related to that. Right. Um, so, but we use the bark. So uh, the bark. Oh, look, they're really big, hard material. lumps. So you can see the bits of the curl. So we would have to mill that prior to manufacture. Wow. Um, but yeah, this is how it arrives to us on our doorstep. Yeah. They're really hard curls of yeah. um, bark. It's really. Yeah, it's very strong wood. Yeah. Um, Hold on to grind that. <laughs> the liquid. Let's turn that around. Um, that's the We've got a lovely extract. Strong, you want lovely to one. strong colour. And 
Oh, it goes cloudy, doesn't it? It goes very yeah. cloudy. I guess that's the bark, is it? And yeah, got... it will be some of the constituents and mm. our um, technical director would probably be able to explain that better than me. <laughs> uh, as I said, I'm a researcher. I, I, look, I, do, I look at all the studies um, and write the plant mm. biographies. I spend my life doing that and writing herbal highlights and also condition yeah. guides. But yeah. George... Stefanowski, he's our technical director. He is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all of the chemical side right. of things, the constituents, and he does all our HPLC testing and TLC right. testing and um, um, identification and quality. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll so need to have a chat with him at some point. And it's a very delicate fragrance. It's very beautiful smell. So it comes the, uh, from the magnolia bark. So um, I wrote you... that about that in the herbal highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so unmistakable, pleasant fragrance. Unmistakable, quite right too. The um, it's used. I mean, I've not used a lot of it. I'll be perfectly honest. I've not used a lot of magnolia um, so far, but it has got some some research behind it, and it's got some really good indications, hasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so it's um well, it's from uh, traditional Chinese medicine and Asian medicine, Japan, kampo. Mm -hmm traditional medicine they use it as well and it's really uh well known for its use in clinical depression and anxiety related disorders so i think that's why it may be becoming very popular in western society yeah. at the moment and i think it's probably the perfect herb for the times um yeah. during this pandemic i'm sure there's a lot of people who are feeling anxious yeah and uh that's its main Actually, uh, main indication is for depression. And, and I have a 2020 clinical trial, human wow. clinical trial. I always try to just use human clinical trials. Yeah. Sometimes there isn't any. Yeah. So I do have to use preclinical trials, but I don't like to focus on them a lot because while they're a good um, indication as to what might be they might be useful for we cannot extrapolate those trials to human use yeah. and it tends to happen quite a lot it gets us in trouble we saw that with um elderberry when it yeah. was in papers yeah. um so human clinical trials are great and we have a 2021 it was uh three weeks for postnatal depression yeah and um it significantly improved the sleep quality of the women, the postnatal women, um, alleviated their fatigue and their depression. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's a small trial, but it's recent. And um, yeah. so the, it suggests that magnolia is useful for what it traditionally was used for. I just want to um, enunciate what you said there. There was a slight lag in the pickup you said in 2020 there was one it actually sounded like you said 2021 so this hasn't been made next year this was made this year it there is there was one written in 2020 we'll put it that way around it's just there was this funny little lag in there and it sounded like it said 2021 so if anyone that's listening next year and wants to go and look it up they will need to look for 2020 so <laughs> definitely not no we're not in the future Future. <laughs> Although this year, even though it feels nice. like it, yeah, it'd be quite nice this year if we could just cancel this year though and <laughs> yeah. just be in exactly. 2021 already. I'm a bit sick of 2020, I've got to say. The um, 
the where I've used Magnolia and the few times I've used it is for sleep. So yes. I haven't used it for um, depression or, or postnatal depression specifically, as was in that study. Um, and I hadn't thought of using it for fatigue either, but I have used it for sleep um, and get, you know, the sleep maintenance as we call it. So um, I've used it um, as part of, so in the academy, I talk about how I dispense through the evening. But with sleep, um, as with depression and anxiety, we've got a lot of homework, like in the home. Our clients have a lot of homework to do about their environment, about what's going on for them, about their behaviours, their food intake, their alcohol intake. So Magnolia as just Magnolia, without doing all those other things that your therapist will help you with, if you're a member of the public, or if you're um, a naturopath, a lot of that stuff is in the academy and it's in your training as well. You know what, sleep. So all of the, it's called sleep hygiene. And I I always think that's quite a horrible name to call something, sleep hygiene, but it's quite significant. And so as long as we've got our sleep hygiene in place, all of that getting ready for bed, turning off our devices, making sure we're relaxed, and then we take that magnolia, through the evening along with our other herbs and along with what we're doing and chicken contraindications, um, we actually get that maintenance of sleep. And so it's a fantastic herb for that. It doesn't leave you groggy the next day. That's the thing with herbs that we use for sleep. It's not like a medication. You still go through the REM portions of sleep. You still have real sleep. So your sleep is restorative. Whereas some, with some of the sleep medications, you don't get restorative sleep. You just get you know, you just have downtime, really. It's just lying down rather than standing up and you're not conscious of it. And there can be um, a feeling the next day of not feeling so good after you've taken a medication. Whereas with Magnolia, you don't have that. You don't have like a hangover, like a drug hangover the next day. You feel restored. And I guess that's the anti-fatigue, you know, that alleviating of fatigue because you're able to sleep and have restorative REM sleep, have that sleep cycles and maintaining that sleep and it's you've written in your herbal highlight a reminder to everyone if you've only just come in new if you're not getting your herbal highlights from the herbal extract company just get in contact with them um, Kim is currently turning them into a book, which is even more exciting, she's just told us. So um, Christine writes them and Kim is in charge of all of the organizing stuff. Is that right? Let's put it that way, the no, organizing stuff. So um, the, with the um, herbal highlight, so you've talked about um, the sleep. Was that a study as well? didn't have the, the problem with magnolia actually it was amazing to get that study because it's from the traditional chinese medicine well, mm -hmm. tradition tcm uh they often and we find this with a lot of the chinese herbs they use them in formulas uh, it's very yeah. common using them in formulas so it's very hard to get studies on it that aren't in a formula and we can't i mean we can use those studies i don't tend to use them because i mean you can't say for sure if it's from the magnolia um so there's actually not a lot of studies uh done um there is in vitro and in vivo pharmacological studies but no human clinical studies about you know i found this one on the sleep and they were using a magnolia tea i must say right in that trial yep um 
So, yeah, so I didn't get a study on... There's neuroprotective um, activity studies, um, but often as well, and I tend not to use these ones either, where they're just isolating an active constituent. Oh, it's no. not... So, you know, the two sort of most famous are the the Magnolol and Honokalol, which um, I won't give it its fragrance. Right. And a lot of the studies are done on those isolated chemicals. But again, we can't extrapolate that to um, the whole herb because, as we were talking about in another um, chat, um, it's the synergy of all the constituents within the plant that make it work. So when when you isolate them, um, they're going to have a different action. Yeah. Um, so I tend not to focus on those studies, but I do include them sometimes if there isn't anything else we need to just see some information about how it's working. Um, so there's not... Uh, there was a study done in a group of women, um, just having a look in the monograph now, and magnesium, they used magnolia and magnesium, um, and it alleviated mood alterations and sleep disturbances. Right. So it was 44 women in a controlled randomised trial, and they took one tablet um, of uh, magnolia, 60 milligrams. They also took um, soy isoflavones, some lactobacilli, calcium, vitamin D3, and magnesium. Right. So they've got quite a few things that, that they've taken. And, um, but yes. that's the thing as well. It, with, if you see a practitioner, as we all know, um, we're prescribing to the client and to their needs. So some people will need vitamin D. Some people don't need vitamin D. Um, it's quite common to need vitamin D at the moment. And um, with Magnolia, so if I was prescribing for my client who's struggling to sleep, yes, I do all of the um, sleep hygiene, but they wouldn't just get Magnolia either. So for this one, I, you know, and, but I wouldn't use any other Chinese herbs. So chances are I would be using Western herbs um, in a low dose for them to drink like a tea. So I give it to them in the evening as a tea so that people are relaxing down. So for my prescribing, magnolia would go in a mix with other things, adding the magnesium, the vitamin D. That's all the, the client, you know, what our client needs when we talk to them and that individualized prescribing when we speak to them. So um, it's a, it is a, it's a beautiful herb. And um, but it's amazing. Those pieces of bark are so solid. The grinding to get them, they, <laughs> they, um, yeah, uh, the pieces of like bark. What you were just talking about, I always like to. I always think of that as um, bespoke herbal medicine, and I yes. love the metaphor of comparing it to like when you go to a tailor and yeah. you get a bespoke suit made and it fits you perfectly. And if you compare that to mm. an off the rack, yeah. Um, you know, the, the difference is so noticeable because one's made to fit you perfectly and one's yep. just made for everyone else. Yeah. So it's, it is really important to go and see a practitioner to, to get that bespoke herbal medicine. Yeah, bespoke is a really good word for it because, every you know, I could see... Well, I, one day I saw eight clients in the day. Um, I had a little helper that day and... Um, I shouldn't call her a little hubbard. She was a newly qualified practitioner helping me that day because um, I had to get through so many people. Um, but three or four of them in a row had the same problem. 
you know, they had all similar problems, but three or four people got entirely different things. I remember her commenting on that. She said, you know, they've all come in with the same problem, but you've actually only given one remedy the same um, for two of those, it was four or five people. So it's very much bespoke medicine because we're responding on what they're saying to us. We spend longer with them so that we can find out more. We can ask them the questions and we follow up. You know, we follow up specifically with that client. How is it working? Is it working for you? And, you know, and I always say to people when they leave, get back to me, tell me how it's going. You'll get an automated email tomorrow. If there's any issues, reply to me. And people will reply and they say, oh, I found it too strong. Or I, you know, it tastes like mud or, you know, oh, I don't know what you were talking about. It actually tastes fine, Geraldine. You made it sound like it was going to be awful. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> but everybody responds differently. And for some clients, I will reduce the dose massively. Other clients, I will have it at different times of day. And um, that's what this bespoke medicine is all about, is making sure we respond to the needs of the client. And magnolia is one of those herbs um, that we have a herbal highlight for, but is a great bespoke medicine because I would only be giving it perhaps at the end of the day towards that bedtime. I might or might not be giving the client additional magnesium. I might or might not, but I will be mixing it with other herbs. And that's why we need to make sure we're seeing um, a herbalist or a naturopath. So um, I would just like, I think, have you got anything else you wanted to say about magnolia? Oh, magnolia is one of those herbs that seems to have all these many different indications Mm. Um, I mean, it's famous for being an anxiolytic, you know, mm. anti-anxiety, but it's actually also, um, I mean, because it's got antioxidant actions, um, it, it's being used in TCM, they use it in um, uh, cardiovascular. Oh, wow. Um, Alzheimer's, um, inflammation and pain and arthritis and Lyme wow. disease, it's got like in diabetes, weight management, obesity. Um, and then it's also used for gastrointestinal uh, activity as well um, because it has an anti-spasmodic effect. Wow. So um, nausea, diarrhea, irritable bowel syndrome. And especially when, if you combine all of these, if it's associated with fear and anxiety, mm. so with the, the insomnia yeah. and the digestion and even shortness of breath, Wow. That's related back to emotional turmoil, the insomnia, and also as in, with the insomnia, especially if it's to do with, if it's associated with menopause. Yep. Yeah. Um, is one of the insomnia indications as well. Yeah. So um, it's even used as a cancer prophylactic wow. and as an adjunct therapy in TCM. In TCM. So yeah. it kind of has, I mean, not maybe to do with the antioxidant yeah. um, action. So. Yeah, in Korean and Brazilian traditional medicine, it's used for diabetes. Wow. Um, there is some in vitro studies showing that it's um, potentially useful for that. But again, they sort of focus on the isolated chemicals. Yeah. Um, there are some animal models showing some anti-cancer action. So there's wow. a lot of this is the traditional use. Mm. Um, and yeah, but then most of the research is done for its um, sedative, anti-anxiety, antidepressive yeah. action, neuroprotective activity. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool for that. And um, it's wonderful that I mean, something that's so common is able to be used for something so amazing. Because, I mean, many of our herbs are, you know, are rare, 
and this one isn't this isn't a rare herb this isn't you know this is something that's growing easily and naturally it's not endangered in any way and yet it has a huge list of things that in tcm it can support you with and researched what we would use it for because in western herbal medicine when we're taking something from a different system like ayurveda or tcm we're using it for the the biggest known choices we're not using it for some of those smaller ones that wouldn't be our first choice unless there were the other things that went with it because then it you know um for those people with all the other things that are going on they're not sleeping as well then you're going to go oh, well magnolia is like triply perfect for you because you tick all of these you mm. tick all the tcm boxes as well as all of the research boxes as well as all of my you know traditional knowledge boxes as well so um and that means that we're making this bespoke medicine for the client specifically for them and what they need so um, just a reminder though this is just generalized health advice and you do need to see a practitioner before you start prescribing yourself any herbs if you're the general public listening practitioners there is more in the academy related to um, this and all the other herbs that we're talking about so um now is there anything we've missed I oh, know, I was just looking at a bit that might be of interest to practitioners um, within TCM that uh, the ginger, uh, adding ginger to magnolia right. seems to augment the antidepressant effects in a synergistic manner. Wow. Um, yeah, it says the synergism seems to be due to ginger making low doses of magnolia more effective, but it doesn't appear to increase maximum potency of magnolia so um it might just be something to keep in mind that it combines well with ginger tends to uh, take the herb where it needs to go yeah yeah ginger is what is a circulator and it really does help yeah. move everything where it's meant to be so it's a fabulous one to mix with it especially if you know um I wouldn't necessarily give it to someone with um, sweats. <laughs> to no, get them exactly in menopause, yeah. Yeah, no, but, you know, I might give it to them. In um, traditional Chinese medicine and Japanese medicine kampo, mm. it's, it's really, magnolia is really two of the most popular combinations that they have, magnolias in them, and wow. um, one's for lung health and one's for depression. And yeah. so it's the one for depression that um, the ginger is in. Yeah, yeah. Because I can imagine that it needs that circulatory tonic to really get it into where it needs to go and to support yeah. the person as they, they need that uplifting from the ginger as well. So mm. in the Chinese system, ginger, you know, we've got all this upward, downward going on in the Chinese system that we won't go into here. Um, and so, but that ginger helps that circulation. It helps things get in. Just like sometimes we need, um, you know, pepper and spice to really get us moving. You know, it warms you up. You have that hottest curry on earth and suddenly you're warm. <laughs> and it means that all of those spices are circulating and they're going around the body. And sometimes we need to circulate those herbs to really get them in and get them functioning and get them across those barriers and sorting out our gut or whatever it is that we need to do to help us sleep, to calm us down, to get, us, get it into the nervous system. So um, so it's a fabulous herb overall. So it's been, um, it's been lovely speaking to you again, Christine. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge um, with us here. 
on the podcast. And I hope to speak to you again very soon about another amazing herb that the Herbal Extract Company um, creates in such an amazing way. And maybe we can speak to some of your colleagues as well at some point to find out more about the manufacturing and, um, yeah. and, how, and how things, you know, because we've seen all these different colours um, all those people who are on the YouTube channel have seen the different colours of the herbs once they're put in water. Because they, they're all brown, really. Most of them are brown in the bottle because it's a brown bottle. It looks brown and then we pour it out and it's pretty well brown. And sometimes we see that colour as we're pouring it into the measurer and we see the colour slide down the side and we can really see that colour. But once it's mixed into the water, it comes up with all its different constituents and how mm. that happens. So maybe we'll talk about all of those um, at some yeah. point. We like to call it the vitality of our herbs. We sort of pride ourselves a lot on that. Yeah, Keeping you do have a... Because we, we don't do anything else to them. We don't um, change the... Um, well, like we, we get them like this. Mm. And we just macerate and percolate them with ethanol and water. Yep. So there's no alteration. It's just the pure um, herb. Yeah. So it's very so much the vitality. vitality yeah, vitality, how, you know, it's the... Um, it's sourced ethically. It's sourced from, you're using the same sources a lot of the time for a lot of the ones, but you're still checking. They are what they say they are in the packet. I know when I went there and I saw them. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's an incredible, incredible facility that's there that you're upstairs of at the moment yes. while they're all downstairs. I'm just, outside, during I'm just outside the lab. Yeah. So thank you very much for joining us again, Christine. And we look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thanks, Robin. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.